You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, hello, Ian Oscar Gray here for the 13th bonus edition episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show. I'm now into May 2023. Is it still? It is 2023. I, I have to remind myself of that all the time. <clears throat> and that means that this is uh, the month back in 2019 when I did launch this for the for the first time. And it's been really an exciting journey uh, producing these live shows on the podcast. I've had so many amazing guests and that's what we're going to be doing. In, that's what we've been doing in these uh, episodes, these bonus episodes, going back into the archives and bringing the, the best bits, the best moments over the years. And I will be sharing some information about the 200th episode. I'm just putting the final touches. I know I said that last week, but just been quite a busy week with a few things. And I will be sharing that with you. But a little bit about something exciting uh, that I have been working on uh, called The Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever. It is pretty amazing this because it is uh, my good friend Mark Schaefer who is a best-selling author. He is a very well-known speaker, uh, futurist, I think is the word as well, as well as a marketer. And he's put together uh, this book with how many authors have we got? 36 authors. There's 36 chapters with 36 authors across nine countries and a combined marketing experience of over 750 years. I wrote the article, the the, the chapter, I should say, on live streaming. Uh, but the, every single chapter is just oozing with like really helpful, interesting, amazing content. And if uh, you want to find out more about this, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash amazing, iag.me forward slash amazing. Now, the book is actually coming out in June, but next week uh, on, uh, when is it going to be? May the, on May the 17th, it's going to be out uh, as a soft launch. So you can find that out uh, on Amazon. We're also going to be doing a live stream as well. So there are some amazing authors here. Who have we got? Uh, we've got Scott Murray. We've got Samantha Stone. Uh, so many people here. Uh, which I'm not going to go through all of them because I'll probably uh, forget. Um, but yes, that is amazing. Can't wait for that. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to be going back to the archives and looking at the interview I had with my friend Shelley Rosland and also with Martin Buckland as well. So let's go back and listen to what Shelley had to say about... This is the whole idea of finding out who your audience is so you can create content that's going to be really valuable to them. But before you even do that, what makes you unique and what is it that you are offering to your audience? What is your value proposition? Let's do it. I think when you first start looking at your audience, like I said, if you can immediately first think of, so like for you, you've got a community as well you've got a few different things I think that are going on I think that's also probably where some people are a little bit wondering where do they start because they've got a few different avenues to their business and would say is before you even start <clears throat> an avatar exercise you've actually got to think first about your value proposition and what your services and your products are okay yeah. because what you could end up with is different avatars for different types of products 
all right, or different services, and your community might be slightly different altogether as well. So I think you've really got to work out and make sure you're really sharp about your value proposition. And your value proposition is basically what is the problem that you're solving? Who are you solving it for? And potentially, how are you doing it better than others? But that who are you solving it for is that per uh, important part because you can't be everything to everyone. So I think if you've worked out what your value proposition is and you know what your mix of your products is, the other question is actually what is your business objective? So you might have an ideal customer avatar that buys like the least most valuable product and actually from a business perspective, while you love them and you want more of them, they don't make commercial sense for you to try and grab more of them, if that makes sense. So they're not actually a perfect customer, they're like the safe option. So what you want to balance is actually, are you trying to grow or are you trying to increase your profitability? If you're trying to grow in terms of revenue, in terms of acquisition and getting new customers, be very clear then on what that customer is and then hone in on that. If, like I said, if you've already got one of those, that's fantastic. If you're not very sure about them because you might be fresh to the business, you like them, you're not terribly sure why you like them, you could even set up feedback's really important. So what you could do is just try and find out a little bit more about them. Now, the things that are important from an avatar kind of sharpening perspective. So while there's demographic bits, there is an element to age, okay, there might be, but it might not be completely reliant for your product for them to be 25 and A, B and C. It could be that age is not terribly important to what your avatar is it might be that you've got to look at things like motivators behavioral characteristics disposable income if your products are quite pricey that automatically now remember this is not about shutting out everybody else what it is about is filtering down where you focus your attention you're not going to end up eliminating a bunch of people by filtering your information it's almost like like a magnifying glass so when you, or a wide lens and then you go in and you zoom in you're not necessarily cutting out what's in front of you what you're doing is just narrowing your focus of attention the other thing i'd also say is don't forget where the people are in their life cycle or their time of life because it might be that your product or service is an aspirational product or service so the kinds of people that you're trying to look for are people who are aspiring for a new need or a new something in the future and those are those are the guys you want to tap into not necessarily where they are right now in their lives or in their business really good advice there from shelly there's so much to think about and this is what i've been focusing on recently uh is is business development business coaching so i'm working with a business coach and even before you get to some of those things that Shelley was saying, you know, what the, these are the kind of the big deep questions. What are your values? And we'll talk about that in a, in a bit, but what is your purpose? Why are you doing these things? Because at the end of the day, you've got to think, well, yes, you're, you've got your business to make money, but what actually fulfills you? What is your purpose? Because yes, money is important to pay the bills and to, to do some amazing cool things, but what is ultimately driving you forwards and so i would love to know from you what you think your purpose is and what you're going to be focusing on let's go over now to martin and martin buckland is just such an amazing guy he i met him in i think about june-ish uh 2019 super confident guy 
goes around the world speaking at events, has had a really interesting uh, career. He's been doing so many different things. Uh, now, we, I helped him get the confidence to get in front of the camera, which is great. But I asked him about what is stopping people uh, move forward, you know, and is there a difference between extroverts and introverts when it comes to confidence? Here's what Martin said. Everybody has confidence, even introverts have confidence. They have to bite their tongue. They have to understand who they are. The value, everybody has value. And that's what I teach my clients. They tend to under undervalue. Everybody undervalues, undersells themselves. That you need to get into the sales mode. Doesn't matter whether you're in finance, supply chain, or any other function. Everybody in their career is a salesperson. They need to get in the mode of selling. Now, a lot of people have difficulty. Ironically, the world's worst CV resume writers are salespeople, marketing people, and HR. You would think they'd be the best, but they are actually the worst. I can count on one hand the number of good sales CVs, resumes I've seen. But yeah, so get into the sales mode. Understand your value. What is your personal brand? What is so special about you? Everyone watching this live and watching the replay has a value. Everybody is special. Everybody can be competitive. So what is your value? What makes you different? What can you bring to the table when you're working with clients, whether you are a service-based business or a product-based business? What makes you different? And I think this is a huge problem for, for many of us. I did, uh, after you've heard of the Strength Finders um, test, I did that uh, years ago because I really struggled to know, well, what are my strengths? What is what do I bring to the table? And that I found that really, really helpful. So if you're struggling with that, this is absolutely where you need to start. Forget about all these other things with your business. You've got to focus on what are your strengths. So I love that for Martin. Let's go back now to Shelley. Do you see what we're doing here? We're talking about value. There's a, there's a bit of a bit of a thread coming through here, isn't there? So I, I asked Shelley to talk a little bit more about how do we work out what our values are. So this is different to like what is our value? You know, what what makes us unique and different and, and what are our strengths and what what is our purpose? Um, but what are our values? What makes us different? What makes us tick? Why would you hire me as opposed to somebody else who does something similar to me? Does that matter? I'm not going to go on. I'm going to just go back to this interview I had with Shelley. Well, how did we find out what our values are? <laughs> Okay, you, there's lots of different ways to do a values elicitation. They're called values elicitation exercises. So Nicola's a coach, she's watching, a couple of other coaches and consultants will be watching. So I'm not a coach, but I have done the exercise myself with a coach. And I also do a very simplistic version within my program with brand owners. You almost, you can start with a table of words, if you like. And then you look at those words and you go, okay, which of these words are mean the most to me or important to me? And it could be things like adventure, bravery, diligence, competence. It, it could be a range of words, right? And then what you almost do is you could just start, you might start out and have circled 20 and then you'll whittle them down to 10. What I do say with clients is what's really useful is once you've whittled down what you think 
are your like top five they're just basically words at this point are the most important to you like trust or honesty or transparency or diligence whatever those things are but then actually go back to your customers and your audience or maybe not your customers I'd probably do it more like professionals that know you have known you for a while it could be a couple of good clients that have known you for donkey's years and have worked with you for ages they're a pretty consistent litmus test for you and you go I'm busy doing this exercise this is what I think this is what my values are what would you attribute to me when you think of me or you work with me what's your experience of me and actually they'll give you some feedback as well and then you can go okay we are the match really well so they go, what is, what's important to me seems to be reflecting really well. They are identifying me as that, which is good. If there's a big difference, it might be just in terminology. So a customer is identifying a value by a different word. To you, like diligence, we had this example in my group yesterday, diligence and competence. So while the brand owner goes, competence is really important to me, it's something I really value. And then a customer goes, actually, I think you're quite diligent. To me, they're quite similar, but they're just slightly different meanings. So I think you've just got to work out what are the things that are important to you? What are the things that are non-negotiables? They're basically things that you would go to battle for because the line is drawn in the sand that makes sense so those are your values and you build those into your principle as a brand so interesting so what are your values what what are what are the 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 points that you would die in a hill for is that the phrase she used i can't remember for me it's something i need to think about i think integrity and truth are really important absolutely important integrity uh, is so important um and encouragement, I, I think. I, so many of us as human beings don't get the encouragement that we we need. Uh, and you need to you need to align that with truth. I don't think you want to tell people lies, uh, but I also think people need encouragement. Uh, and uh, so th- those are my those are my my values. What are yours? Um, we are almost out of time. We're trying to keep these short, uh, short and sweet. Um, but I do want to go back to Martin and one thing that I'm fascinated, I'm fascinated by psychology and also fascinated by cultural differences and people, generally speaking, it's very interesting. If you compare like Brits with say, um, Americans or Canadians or other parts of the world, we, we, there's, there are some differences and of course people within that that aren't all all like this, but it is really interesting to see this. Now, uh, Martin, uh, born in the UK, lived in the UK, but uh, now is in Canada. He's also very close geographically to the US. So uh, I asked him, you know, in terms of confidence, what are the different? Is there a difference between the confidence that we can have if uh, we're American, Brits, British, Canadian? Uh, I just found this really interesting. I wonder whether you've lived in the UK and you've lived, you currently live in, in, in North America. What element, how much does culture come into this? Americans have, are considered very good at uh, selling themselves and Brits tend to not like to blow their own trumpets. That, that, yeah. That's the kind of, the, that's what people think. But how much truth yeah. is there in that? 
Oh, there's, there's a lot of truth. So culturally, yeah, across the world, we are different in the way we value ourselves. Here in Canada, we are next to the US who have always been very confident in selling themselves. And then the Canadians, even though we are more a conservative nation, almost like British, we've got into the sales mode. I've noticed the transition in the last 20, 28 years since I've been doing this. And I'm now noticing it occurring in the, across Europe now. So it started off in UK and Ireland. And now, you know, the continent of Europe, they, have, they were having difficulty in selling themselves and it's spreading across. The countries that have really have difficulty in selling themselves are the Southeast Asian countries. They're very humble. They don't want to tell the world that they really have assets and attributes and a value and really are highly employable. But I'm even noticing that. I've watched in the last close to 30 years a huge cultural shift of the way people embrace a cultural change in the selling aspect of their value. Isn't that interesting? A cultural shift. And I have i don't know about you, but I've seen that in here in the UK. I, I don't know, obviously, you're, you may not live in the UK, you may be in a different country. Have you seen this cultural shift? Uh, if you're in, a, in the US, have you seen anything change? Do you think, do you agree that the US is a more of a confident nation? Has that changed for you? Obviously, we're all individuals, we'll all have uh, differences as well. But uh, anyway, we're going to leave it there. I will be back next week with another episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, a bonus episode. Uh, do, do remember to check out the book at iag.me forward slash amazing. That would be that would be pretty amazing. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for watching the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, to the loo. Loo.